Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. We're getting an all-whites announcement on Tuesday at 8 o'clock or 8.30 in the morning. And uh, be interested to see what that squad looks like for Danny Hay as uh, uh, he gets ready to prepare a team to take on Peru and Iran in the uh, in the next international window. Joining us to talk about that and a few other things is former all-white goalkeeper Jacob Spoonley. G'day, Jacob. How are you? I'm good, Ricardo, mate. How are you going? Yeah, not too bad. I, I, have we interrupted your round? Are you out on the course? <laughs> no, I'm heading back in, mate. We've uh, made great time. The golf was average, but the scenery was awesome. Oh, well, that's good, mate. That's good. And, and of course, the 19th hole is always the best one. Exactly, mate. You know, it's too well. Yeah, indeed, mate. Um, so the Phoenix, the season is done. Um, a little bit of a surprise for me. I know the TAB had them as outsiders, but, I mean, you know, it was a Western United team they'd beaten three times this season. I thought uh, it'd be rinse and repeat, and we'd be talking about a home and away uh, semi final against Melbourne City. Yeah, exactly, Ricardo. I did see that come out and there was a bit of noise made about that throughout the course of the week. Um, the Phoenix obviously considered uh, as quite considerable underdogs, I think, and I don't know if that was to attract interest in um, betting or if it was a reflection on how uh, those who make the odds think that the game was going to go. But what we saw from the Phoenix is a team that was willing to battle over the course of the 90 minutes that didn't give up. Um, and I think, by and all, we saw a really good example of finals football and a great introduction to the final series for 2022. Um, I think the real key thing was that we were able to call upon depth. almost as if they parachuted into Ufu Tale's lap, the returnees, the likes of Josh Sotirio um, and Terry Hooper, along with Clayton Lewis, formed a bit of a spine for this Wellington Phoenix team over the course of the 90. And it was great to see them being able to roll uh, charges off the bench to go into those last minutes uh, to really try and push for an equaliser. And I think Jamie Young has probably produced one of the moments of the season so far with that fantastic save. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't write them off, but I, I was suggested to Ian Smith when I talked to him last week that it was a bit uh, Dad's Army, that Western United team. Um, you know, there was a lot of guys um, who have got a lot of years under their belt. I think it's the oldest average team in the in the league as well. And I wondered how they would cope. Uh, given the, the length of the season and, and things, but uh, it was the experience of Jamie Young that ended up uh, paying off for them. Yeah, it did. And I, I tend to agree with your comments there, Ricardo. And they were founded in a form and a trend that we saw from this Western United team basically in the back half of the season. They started um, so well recreating that Arsenal team from the early 90s and putting together a streak of 1-0 wins. But if you look at their form going into the finals, they not only had the worst form of anyone in the top six, but they'd only won three games since early March, and two of those were against cellar dwellers, Brisbane Raw and Perth Glory. So you had to really query how they were going to fare, particularly as they had lost Nikolai Topo-Stanley. Uh, Diamante obviously had been out for a while, and then Josh Risden only just scratched his way onto the bench. So 
it was a very settled 11 from John Aloisi, and he was without some of those key resources. But what I think we saw is a man who was really focused at the helm of Western United, very calm and considered, and gave confidence to his players. And we saw that play out on the field as he gave minutes to players that hadn't had much over the course of the season, particularly youngsters, and allowed them basically to see out the game with only the finest of margins it turned out to be. It was pretty tight, all right, mate. Uh, what did you make of the decision to start Gary Hooper, given he's been out for so long? Because it felt like, I mean, I know Josh Satorio's had an had a injury recently, but I felt like without Ben Wayne, maybe the Phoenix lacked a little bit of pace to get him behind at times. I think that's probably the way in which this played out, Ricardo. I think we wanted to see Ufo Tullet revert to the system that had been so beneficial for this Wellington Phoenix side. They like to play with the ball. They like to control the game with possession. And Gary Hooper provides them with a platform to do that. Not only is he a great outlet when they are sitting deep and is able to release the valve of the pressure that the opposition has mounted at times on the Wellington Phoenix team, but he does drop in off that front line and bring into the game the likes of Sandovan Piscopo. And those were the key players that I think Tully wanted to get on the ball. He understood that Western United would play a very disciplined defensive structure. There wasn't going to be much space in between the midfield and the defensive line. And he wanted those technical operators to play in those tight spaces. And I think we saw Piscopo come to the fore more and more as that game wore on. Uh, and he is a man for the big stage, obviously. Someone we're hearing might not be at the Phoenix next year. But going into that second half, you could see there's a very clear strategy. Josh Shatero got wheeled off and uh, went off the bench, and Ben Old joined him. And then Ben Wayne wasn't far behind that. So they went for that youthfulness, having effectively laid the foundation, not going in front but keeping the game close. And that was brought off the bench. It was a bit of a gamble, but it seemingly almost paid off. There were two really key chances for the Phoenix in that second half in particular. The header for Ben Old inside the six-yard box and James and Gary, another one of the substitutes coming on, getting in the back post off a wonderful delivery from Tim Payne and forced a massive, massive save from Jamie Young. I know we've already touched on it, but that was basically the difference. Oli Sale got fingertips on the goal when Previch smashed it into the roof of the net. Jamie Young managed to claw out James McGarry's uh, header, and for me, that was the difference between the two sides at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I mean, you mentioned um, Piscopo potentially leaving at the club at the end of the season. I think there's a few others. I think James McGarry's already... Um, signed with the Jets for next season. I think someone else is going to the Jets from the Phoenix as well. Um, and uh, you, you do have to wonder how much longer uh, the Phoenix can also keep hold of Ufuk Tele because you would imagine that Steve Corica's job might be in trouble. And uh, if there's one team that uh, Ufuk Tele would love to, to, to coach, it would be Sydney FC. I think you're right. And it was interesting, the merry-go-round of managers is always a key one because that kind of sets the trend for where people end up going. If you look at the jobs that were available or likely to be available over the course of the season, there were three key jobs that potentially could be up for grabs in this off-season. The first was Western Sydney Wanderers. And I think if I'm APL, if I'm Danny Townsend moving into that um, managing director role for APL, if I've got Steve Corica, who's got an absolute proven track record in Sydney FC, and I put Ufuk Tully alongside him to get a really good Sydney derby, that provides a key uh, asset for a fixture, at least two fixtures over the course of the A-League. So I actually think that Tale might have had an eye on that job. That obviously went to Mark Redan. 
Uh, and then the other one for me outside Sydney FC is Melbourne Victory. What happens there? Tony Popovich has taken the team from Wooden Spoon, just missed out on that uh, Premier's plate to go top of the league. But he's odds on to really push into the latter stages of this final series. And if that is the case, potentially he could be one of the replacements for uh, Graham Arnold if James Johnson decides to put him on the hot seat. So if that is the case, then that Melbourne victory job becomes available. And it'll be interesting to see who they go for because Ufuk Tale obviously has done a wonderful job with this Wellington Phoenix team uh, with a lot less resources, it's got to be said, than would be available to them at Melbourne Victory. Or, or MacArthur, for that matter, because they'll be looking for a coach next season as well, and they're certainly not short of cash. Yeah, I, I, it's an interesting one, MacArthur. Yeah, they're really well-resourced. They do throw um, a lot of money at their recruitment of players, but the infrastructure isn't there at the moment. The academy system that Ufuk Tale has done such a wonderful job of not necessarily directly cultivating, but definitely managing the movement from the academy into the first team. So I, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I don't think that holds as much currency as a job with the likes of Western Sydney Wanderers or Sydney FC or even Melbourne Victory for that matter. All right, mate. Well, let's uh, switch our focus now. We had the FA Cup final this morning, uh, Liverpool versus Chelsea. These two teams also uh, played out uh, a who draw won that, uh, in the League Ricardo, Cup final. In the League Cup final, it was it was a, it was you know, and, and we went the same way, didn't it? It was a draw at the end of normal time, a draw at the end of extra time, and it, it went to penalties yet again. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, Ricardo is really avoiding the fact of giving any sort of credit to Jurgen Klopp and the red side of Liverpool. Uh, this was a battle as it was in the League Cup. Ricardo, we're two of four trophies down now, mate. We're, we're not odds-on for the quadruple, but we're every chance to get at least three out of four, in which case you're going to have a very sour, lonely existence in the off-season, mate. Wondering what's going to happen. Is Ten Hag going to come in and turn the ship around, or are you going to have to sit there and look at us with the trophies for the season? It was a great game, Ricardo. I think, obviously, Millal... Uh, a lot happened, but not much went on in terms of the score sheet. Um, and there was some really key moments there where it could have gone either way, including the penalty shootout, went into sudden death, and the tension was exactly what you'd expect of an FA Cup final. Yeah, it was. Uh, it came, came down to, to kicks, of course, and both sides missed a couple, mate, but they uh, got there in the end. And for Thomas Tuchel now, that's three Cup finals in a row that he's lost. It is, and that's the same sort of narrative that was built out the back of Jurgen Klopp when he was uh, at Borussia Dortmund and in the early stages of his Liverpool tenure. So, look, I think you've got to recognise that it's 95, 99% of the job to get to the cup final. And then it, it really can go uh, a number of ways on the day. So he's doing a pretty good job of steering Chelsea uh, in the right direction. And uh, I think he'll have impressed uh, how he's managed this team over the course of the season with the turbulence off the field and his new um, bosses and the likes of, uh, I can't remember his name, but they own the LA Dodgers, and um, I think they'd be rather happy with what they've seen from the man at the helm. Yeah, Tom Bully, I think the guy's name is. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, it can be some interesting changes happening at Chelsea, I think, in the off-season uh, when that goes through, because uh, reportedly running at about £900,000 loss, and I can't remember if it was a week or a month, and that was just being topped up by Roman Abramovich <laughs> all the time. So they, they they might need to cut their cloth a little bit, mate. Um, one thing that did come out of this, well, a couple of things that came out of this final, was Mo Salah uh, with a groin tear, 33rd minute, he was off. And then Virgil van Dijk didn't come out for extra time either. It, uh, I think it's a hamstring 
uh, for him. Um, so the, the race will now be on to be fit for uh, two weeks' time in that Champions League final. Yeah, and look, I think Virgil there is a bit more of a, uh, not confusion rather, but uncertainty cloud hanging over him. Mo Salah came out straight after the game and said, look, um, I should be fi- I should be right for the Champions League final, which is pretty reassuring for Liverpool fans, considering that not only is he such an important player, but he seems to be a man on the march for redemption in a repeat against Real Madrid in the Champions League final. Um, so wait and see what happens with Virgil van Dijk. I think setting aside the Champions League for a moment, it should have a substantial impact on the run and for the Premier League. Both of those players are almost the um, polar the polls, rather, that Liverpool set themselves to. Virgil van Dijk, so influential defensively, such a stabilising, calming figure. And then Mo Salah, the X factor um, for a number of years. Uh, so, really, it'll be um, up to Liverpool and up to Klopp to try and manage the cup hangover and get these last two games out of the way, get maximum points and keep the pressure on Manchester City. And it's got to be said, with their superior goal difference and the ability to put a three-point buffer in place tomorrow morning, this is in the hands of Pep's men. They should win it from here. As much as it pains me to say, Ricardo is the truth. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think that's uh, very much the case, mate. It's very, very tough for Liverpool to win it from here. I think uh, the the league that is, so uh, they might just have to be uh, satisfied with the League Cup and the FA Cup, and uh, we'll see what happens when uh, they play Real Madrid in that uh, Champions League final. But uh, good stuff, Jacob. Thanks for coming on, mate. We'll let you uh, go quench that thirst at the nineteenth. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Jacob Spoonley there with us, our former All-Whites goalkeeper and uh, Liverpool tragic as well, as you could probably tell. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.